Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem. Daf Ayin Aleph. Today's daf is being studied with Fuashilema Norman Silverstein Ben Mary. El Narafanalo, El Narafanalo, Betoch Shear Hole Israel, Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Elunishmat Acham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichem Began Eden, Amen. We are beginning on daf Ayin Amud Bet and we are going to begin two lines from the bottom. Tashema, so comes the Gemara and says, Yisrael Veger. If you have, let's say, a Yisrael, a Jew, and a Ger, a convert, that are living in one uh, one area, which means each one is living in a different uh, room within, let's say, a um, an area that's opened up into a Hatzer. So therefore, they're Osir each other. So what happened? Umet Ger... The Ger died. Now, a Ger does not have Yoshim. He doesn't have anybody to inherit him. And therefore, his uh, assets become Hefker. So the Gemara says, depends. If the Ger died, meaning on Friday, even though, <coughs> even though the other Jew acquired his property, so he's going to be Osir. Because now, well, the Gemara will explain. Again, so, even though another Yisrael was Zokheh in the Nechassim of the Ger, Osir, he's Osir the Hatzir now, because now you have somebody else that's in the Hatzir. He now was not part of the Iruv. He joined. Misha if, let's say, the Ger died uh, after Shabbat started, even though another fellow did not be uh, did not acquire the property of the Ger, in Osir, he's not Osir the Hatzir. Now the Gemara is going to explain exactly what this Braita means. Gemara says, We have a question from the Braita. Amar, you said, you said if the Ger died on Friday, even though nobody acquired the property, so still that Yisrael Hasid is Asulfim to carry. So the Gemara says from the Lashon Afal Peace, even though it's Mashma Velome It's Mashma that what? That without a doubt, if nobody acquired, certainly it's going to be Asur. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? That implication is not an understandable implication. Adraba, on the contrary, if nobody acquired the property of the Ger, so there's only one guy left in the Chatzir, and it should not be a him to carry in the Chatzir if nobody acquired it. So again, the question of the Gemara is, the Lashon of the Bright, even though somebody was Mahzik, it shouldn't say even though, it should say only in a case where somebody was mahzik, where somebody acquired the nechassim of the ger, so now already you have two different dwellers in the chatzit. But it's mashma when it says afal pishi azik, 
and it goes without saying, if nobody was mahzik. So Tarat Gemara says, ki lo yachzik lo atzad. If nobody acquired it, so then <coughs> the ger is gone, he's dead. All you have left is the fellow and the chatzit. So the Gemara says, amara papa, ema, so read it instead, af al pi shelo yachzik. Read the bright as if it's saying, even though nobody was mahzik, still it's asur. The Gemara will explain why should that be so. The Gemara says, no, you can't read it that way. Veha afal pishe hazik katani. This is what he means. But if the bright as lashon is afal pishe hazik, how could you come and tell me that it should be read afal pishe lo hazik? This comes the Gemara says, haki This is the true meaning of the bright. Afal pishe lo hazik bebeodyom. Even though Yisrael did not acquire the property of the Ger on Friday, he didn't acquire it until Shabbat, and therefore technically going into Shabbat, the Hatzir belonged only to one Jew. And therefore, since going into Shabbat, it only belonged to one Jew, because again, the Ger died, and nobody acquired his property, so there's only one resident, so technically it should be permissible. So the Gemara says, no. Since potentially the fellow would have been able to be mahzik in the nechassim of the ger, and therefore had the ability to be oser, so therefore at going into Shabbat it was questionable what's going to happen. Is somebody going to acquire or not? So since it was not obvious or clear going into Ben Hashem, what's going to be the status? The Gemara's deen is oser. We look at the Hatzir as if uh, it went into Shabbat being a surah, since potentially somebody was able to acquire it, even if they didn't acquire it until Hashikah. So therefore it's as if the Braitha said, Afal which means even though the Israel did not mahzik in the Nechassim of the Ger on Friday, but he did it on, on Shabbat itself. Still, since he had the ability to be mahzik on Friday, so therefore it's going to be a suit. So that's the first part of the Braita. Now the Gemara explains the second part of the Braita. Mr. HaShikah, if the Ger died after it got dark, meaning after Shabbat, Afal Yisrael Acher in Osir. So, the deen is that even though somebody was not mahzik, somebody did not acquire the nekasim, it is not going to be asur. Again, the ger died on Shabbat. So already the eruv was koneh ben Hashemashot, and he subsequently died. So the Gebarah says, even if somebody was not mahzik, so therefore it's not asur. The Gebarah says, what do you mean? Afal pishe lo yahzik Israel acher. In that case over there, you're telling me that it's not a surah. And you're telling me it goes without saying, On the contrary, if somebody was mahzik, in that case it really should be a surah. Why? Because when somebody is mahzik, yes, even though when you're going into Shabbat, now since the, the Ger died on Shabbat, going into Shabbat, the Eruv was in Eruv. So obviously, uh, the Chawra going into Shabbat it was good so it should be good the whole Shabbat so the Gemara is just asking a question like this why does the bride that say Afal Yisrael Acher what does it mean even though the, 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 the big Hidush is it should say even though he was Mahzik it's not Osir the Hidush is even if somebody does acquire it on Shabbat it's not Osir why does it give you the Hidush on the side of the obvious Afal of course if Lo Hazik 
It goes without saying uh, uh, that it's mutad, because nobody acquired that uh, shoot of the gear, and he's not there anymore, so it's just one guy in the Hatzid. So what is the Gemara saying? Implying that it goes without saying ki yazik. Ki yazik is the Hidush. So Amara Papa, the Papa said, Ema Afapish Yahzik. So read the Bright as if it's saying that even though somebody was Mahzik on Shabbat, still it's Mutad. Kamara says, what do you mean? You can't read it like that. But the Bright says the exact opposite. So Kamara says, Haki Kamar, read it like this. Even though, let's say, somebody else came into the Hatzid and acquired the Gersh property from when he got dar from Shabbat, since he was unable to be mahzik because the ger was still alive, and therefore it was obvious that the ger was alive and the eruv was good, so it went into Shabbat clearly and evidently with a good, solid eruv. Therefore, Eno Osed. Therefore, even though he's mahzik on Shabbat, since there was no way for him to be mahzik going into Shabbat, Eno Osed. And that's what the Brayta means to say, as if the Brayta says, Even though, let's say, the fellow was Mahzik, he acquired the Nechseagir, still, since he was not able to be Mahzik before Shabbat Min Be'ojom, Eno Osir. So that's what the Brayta means. So now we understand the two cases of the Brayta. Now we get to the question. Katani mihat resha, but we learned in the resha, meaning in the first case, osed, which means in the first case of the Brayta, what did we learn? That if the ger uh, died mebe'od yom, and somebody was mahzik the nechasim of the ger on Shabbat, so it's going to be Asur. And we explained why. Since he could have acquired it going into Shabbat, so therefore technically going into Shabbat it was not obvious that the Hatzir is Mutar because somebody could have acquired it. So it's Asur. So the Gemara says, Am I Osir? Nibatel. Why should it be Osir? Let the fellow that uh, acquired the Nechasim of the Ger, let him have the ability to Mivatel on Shabbat his rights in the Hatzir to the uh, other fellow. Which means, um, we learned earlier, according to Rav Nachman, that a Yoresh, an inheritor, has the ability to uh, bequeath or, or relinquish rights, uh, just like his father did. Remember, we learned that the Yoresh is considered kar'eh de abu. And therefore, let's say the same thing by somebody that acquires something from a ger. Well, he's not Yoreshim, he just acquired it. Let's say the same thing over here, that he'd be considered like as if to say, de ger. He'd be considered as if he's the, the leg of the ger, where he steps into the place of the ger. And therefore, just like the ger could be mevatel, so too, this guy, now that's Yoresh on uh, the, the, the stuff of the ger, or acquires it, on Shabbat he should have the ability to relinquish his rights to the other Member, so why did it say osir? Why is he osir? Adrabai has the ability to relinquish his rights. So the Gemara says, you're right. My osir diktani. You know what it means when it says osir? Achi batel. It actually means until he is mevatel his reshut. So it's asur until he is mevatel. Rabbi Yohanan Amar. Rabbi Yohanan comes and gives a different answer to this brayta. Uh, and he says, Mani, who's the author? Actually, not only of this Braita, but the Braita that we learned uh, above on Daf 
Ayin Amud Bet. Over there, we learned the case of a Yoresh, an actual Yoresh, where we said also uh, the Yoresh is Osir. And we said that uh, the Yoresh is Osir, it means if he was not Mebatel. But if he wanted to be Mebatel, then he can. So he has a different answer. He doesn't learn when it says Osir, it means until he is Mebatel. Rabbi Hanan has a different understanding. Rabbi Hanan Amar, Matnaita, those Braita that we learned about Mani, who's the author of it? Bechamai, he's following the opinion of Bechamai, the Amre, in Bitul Reshut Bechabat. Because he holds that you're not allowed to make Bitul Reshut on Shabbat itself. Because we have a Mishnah. Until when is a person not to be mevatel to shoot to the other members of the chaser? Bet Shemay Omrim, maybe Ojom. Bet Shemay says only until Shabbat starts. Or Bet Leil, Omrim Bet Leil argue and say Meshetechshach. Bet Leil holds that even after it gets dark, it is permissible to uh, make bitul um, to shoot. So for those bright thought over there, talked about a yoresh and talked about the mahazik of nechseager that says it's osir, because those cases we're talking about where it's on Shabbat, and therefore those are following Bet Shammai, and Bet Shammai says, Bitul is asur on Shabbat. So now the Gemara says, Amar what's the reason why Bet allows Bitul to shoot on Shabbat? Uh, seemingly, this should be under the uh, um, restriction of the Sur to make a Kenyan on Shabbat. Uh, that you're not allowed to do your needs on Shabbat. And part of the needs is uh, doing uh, transactions. The Chachamim explained that it's a Gezerah that you might come to write. In any event, in this case over here, how does Betelil allow you to be Makneh, the Rishut, to somebody on uh, Shabbat? Chaurat's making a Kenyan. So the Gemara says, It is analogous to the case of Yafot. What is that case of Yafot? Let's say a fellow anoints or appoints, I should say, his friend as a shaliyah to go take tirumah from his fruits. And he didn't tell him which fruits to take from. And normally if he doesn't uh, stipulate, he usually means take from the mediocre fruits. And now let's say, the Balabai, it sees that his friend actually took from the better fruits for Tirumah. So he tells him, you should have taken uh, from the best fruits for the Tirumah to give to the Kohen. So in this case over here, the Halakha says, if indeed there are better fruits available in the field, Tirumah to Tirumah. Because then you can assume that when he said, I want you to take from the better fruits, that he meant that from the beginning. And and therefore, uh, the Tirumah is a uh, However, if let's say uh, there are no better fruits, so then we say he meant it sarcastically when he said, why don't you take from the better fruits? Meaning he's trying to say, what did you do? Who asked you to take from the better fruits? And therefore, if there is indeed better fruits, then the assumption is what? That that's what he means. That he means, I wanted you to take from the better fruits. And that's what I meant from the beginning. So the same thing with Mivatil Deshut. When a guy's mevatil is a shoot on uh, Shabbat, he's showing you that really on Arab Shabbat, he also had a will to that the hatzir should be permissible. And therefore, uh, he only forgot to make an aruv on Arab Shabbat. And therefore, when a guy's mevatil on Shabbat, we look at it as if he's not doing the kinyan on Shabbat. He's doing something already that he wanted to be done on Erev Shabbat. On Erev Shabbat, he could have been made an Eruv. He forgot to make an Eruv. 
So therefore, on Shabbat, when he says, I'm maknem my reshut, he's just showing us that that was really his intention from the beginning, just like the guy with the tirumah. When he says, klach etzel yafot, he wants you to take the better ones. It means that's what I meant when I told you uh, originally to go take the tirumah. So therefore, according to Betelel, it's not a kinyan on Shabbat, because the kinyan is really happening me'erev Shabbat, because we just uh, see from his words uh, that he's mevatil reshut, we see his indication, what he meant for Erev Shabbat. So comes the Gemaran says, so therefore technically the Kinyan is happening on Friday according to Betina. That's why there's no problem of Memesor HaPsecha. Amar so Abayeh comes along and says, yeah, that's not going to help the case of two Jews with a Nukhri that are living in one Chatzir and um, they didn't make an Eruv nor did they rent the Nukhri's property. Umet Nukhri B'Shabbat and the Goy died on Shabbat and the Deen is that now you have two Jews left. So the deen is that one Jew can be batil as a shoot to the other. My klach etzel yafot ika. What's the sevarab betelel over there? There you cannot compare it to the case of klach etzel yafot because you can't say that the bitul that he makes on Shabbat is a revelation what he meant on Friday because on Friday he wasn't able to be batil either because as long as the goy was around, you cannot uh, make a bitul. You have to get rid of the goy. So therefore, in that case over there, how do you explain the logic? Which means... You want to explain the logic of what betelel that you can make betul on Shabbat because it works with the sefer of klach that I say what that on Shabbat when he's mevatel zeshut that was really his dat me'ayd of Shabbat where he had the ability to make betul fine so the kinyan is happening on Friday technically but that doesn't help you in the case where you have a goy living in the chazir technically betul could not have been done on Friday because the goy was still around so how do you explain betelel's logic so the gemara says the machloket over here is a different machloket. Meaning, what's the machlokit in Bechaman Betel? Can you make a Kenyan on Shabbat or not? So it says, the machlokit is like this. The Bechamai, Savri Bechamai says, Bitul Rishut Mikna Rishutau. Bitul Rishut nullifying the Rishut is actually making a Kenyan. Meaning, you're making a Kenyan, you're giving over your, making it an acquisition. You're giving over your Rishut to somebody else. And making an acquisition on Shabbat is Asur. O Mikniya Rishutab Shabbat Asur. O Betelel Savri Betelel says, no. All you're doing is you're relinquishing your rights to the uh, reshut. You're not being maknet to the other, other members of the chatzir. What happens is that the chatzir now becomes hefker. And therefore, a uh, person is zokhef from the hefker on Shabbat. That's okay. But it's not an acquisition. To relinquish yourself from the chatzir is permissible on Shabbat. So that is the logic of my Betelil says it is permissible to make Bitu the shoot on Shabbat. Comes the Mishnah. Baal Habayit, if you have, let's say, a Baal Habayit that's living in one of the Hatserot, and the Hatser is opened up into a Mavui. Shaya Shutaf Nishchenav. And he made a partnership with his neighbors, which means he has other neighbors that are living in Hatserot in the same Mavui. And they have a partnership together. They're all sharing wine together. Now, they didn't place the wine specifically for shitu uh, uh, purposes, meaning, let's review the halakhot. In order to carry in the mavui, you need to make a shitu between all the chatserot in the mavui. Happens to be that the balabite of one chatser, he made a shitu, uh, happens to have wine together with some other members of the chatser. So the hadush is, 
They do not have to make an official eruv, uh, meaning of shetufim, for them to be allowed to carry in the bavui. Because the fact that they have a shared uh, area with wine from all of them together, so therefore that can serve as the shetuf. Even though, like I said, they didn't have kabana for that when they put it there, but since they have a common food item, so therefore that can serve as the shetuf, and therefore they can carry in the mavui. So it says, However, if let's say one, uh, he made a shituf with uh, yayin, uh, or wine, and one with oil, so then already the Mishnah says, So then already you have to make a, another shetufim uh, because yayin and shemin are not considered a legitimate shetuf, and we will see why. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Echad Zeheb, Echad Zeheb, one's lenient. He says, whether they all partook in wine, or even in wine and oil, still they do not need to make an eruv, meaning it is considered a shetuf, mevuot. So again, we have three opinions in the Mishnah. The first opinion is the uh, yayin and yayin, where everybody says, Enam Sedechim Na'arev, but however, if you have oil and wine, you would. And you have the Shittab de Bishamon that says whether it's wine and wine or wine and oil, still you do not have to make an Ayruf. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rav. Rav comes along and gives a condition. And he says, Ubechli Echad. That which Tanakama said, that if the Bala buy it, let's say, became partners with his neighbors with wine and wine. So you have three, you know, portions of wine that are together, the only time it will become a legitimate eruv if it's all the wine is in one keli. Then we consider it a eruv. Now, that she comes and tells us that even though we learned above on daf memchet, that according to Betelel, you do not have to place the eruv in one keli. That she says that's different, because over there, they co- the eruv was collected specifically for shituf purposes. So then it doesn't have to be one keli. Whereas here happened to be, they just happened to have a common area of wine that they all sharing in. So there, since it wasn't designated for the Iruv, it must be in the same keli. Amarava Arava says, Daikana, may I bring a proof from the Mishnah to support this, Diktani, because it says in the Mishnah, that when you have an Iruv with wine, Right, for one guy he joined with wine and one with oil, then already it's not considered a shituf. So the Gemara says, If you want to say, that the resha with the wine and wine, it's talking about it's in one keli, therefore it's good. And the sefa is talking about wine and oil, it's talking about where it's in two keli, separate, shapir. So now we understand the difference. That one keli is considered all united, therefore, it's good, but if it's, let's say, wine and oil, and wine and oil is referring to a case where it's in separate kelim, so that's why the Mishnah says, not considered a roof. But if you're going to say the resha, the case of the wine is talking about two kelim, and the case of the wine and the oil is also talking about shne kelim. What should be the difference? Bottom line is, they're both foods, and they're both, everybody partook here. So therefore, must be the difference is not in the not in the food item whether it's yain and shemin. So what are different items? Eruv should be in eruv. The difference is what kelim. And you have to say the yain and the yain is talking about it's in one kelim. Therefore, it is a good eruv. And the yain and the shemin is talking about where it's in two kelim. Therefore, it is not considered a shituf. The Gemara says no. That's uh, that's not so. Amar le abaye abaye comes along and says I can really tell you that the yain and the yain can be placed in two separate vessels and still considered eruv. 
Yain v'yain ra'ui le'adev. Since wine can be put together, and is normally put together in one keli, because it's the same item, even if it's in separate keli, it'll be a legitimate eruv. However, yain v'shemin en ra'ui le'adev. Normally, people don't put wine and oil together in the same keli. Therefore, if they're in separate kelim, it's not going to be considered an eruv until they actually place them together in the same keli. Whereas when it comes to wine and wine, even if they don't put them together in the same keli, since it's normal to have them in the same keli, because it's the same item, so then already it will be considered an eruv. Whereas when it comes to yain v'shemit, it actually has to be in the same keli, uh, because uh, in order to make the shituv. Uh, so again, it comes out, we have different shitore. According to Ravah, Ravah's understanding, the whole difference is if it's in two kelim or one keli. If it's in two kelim, it's uh, never good. And if it's in one keli, even if it's shemen uh, um, and uh, yayin, it will be okay. Whereas according to Abaye, Abaye is saying no. The Hadush is of even Yayin and Yayin in two Kelim will be good, since it's normally placed in one Kelim. But Shemin and Yayin, since it's not normally placed together, when it's in two Kelim, it will not serve as an Eruv until it is actually together. And now the Gemara continues with a, another Shita. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon said, Echad Zeh Echad Whether you made a Shituf with Yayin, or whether you made a Shituf with Yayin and Shemin, the shituf is considered a shituf, and everybody can carry in the mavui. You do not have to make an eruv. Va'afidu So the Gemara asks the obvious question: Even if, let's say, he made an eruv with one with oil and one with wine, which two different items, how could that considered a shituf? It's two different um, two different substances that don't go together. So Amar Rava said, Hakabimaskina we're talking about a specific case. And we actually have a picture in the art scroll of this case. It's Behatzer Shebenshtemot. Basically we're gonna have a case is you have a middle Hatzer and it's surrounded by two Mevuot. So the guy in the middle made a uh let's say Yain with the guys on his left, in order they can carry in that Mavui. And with the guys on his right, he made a Ayruv with oil. So Ayrusha he didn't make it in the same Mavui with wine and oil. Ela in one he did it with wine, and in one he did it with oil, allowing uh, the middle and the right guys to carry in that mavui, and the middle and the left guys to carry in that mavui. True, granted, it would be a suit for the outer hatserot to carry in the opposite mavuis from each other, only the mavui in front of their homes, but. Uh, according to Rabbi Shimon, we don't make a gezerah that the outer chatzir might come to carry in the um, mavui on the other side. And he'll only carry on the mavui in front of his house. And therefore, the Gemara Zachem Askinan, what are we talking about? Behatzir, Sheben, Shteh, Mevuot. And therefore, what's the case? But Rabbi Shimon, the Tamer, Rabbi Shimon is following his reasoning based on what we learned in the Mishnah above on Daf Memheh. Ah, uh, that now we learned in the Mishnah, Amar Bishimon. If you remember the case, Let's say you have three Hatzrot that are all next to each other, open to each other, and they're all open to the Rishut Rabim. If let's say the two outer Hatzrot made an Eruv with the middle Hatzrot, he is permissible to carry on both sides, the middle guy. They are permissible as well, uh, to the middle. But the outer ones that did not make an Eruv together are going to be forbidden on each other. So the same thing over here. When it comes to the 
case of mavui, we have the outer, uh, we have the two two mavuis on either side, and with one mavui, uh, the middle guy made a beruv with wine, and on the other side he made it with shemen. And the chidush is we do not make a gezerah that's going to be asur, because maybe the uh, one uh, guys from one chatzir will carry in the subsequent mavui, just like we didn't make a gezerah in the case of the three chatzirot uh, with the middle chatzir making eruv on both sides. So we say the middle are permissible to, the, to, to, to both sides, and the, each side is respectively permissible to the middle. And we don't make a gezerah that the chitzoniot are going to carry to each other. So the Gavarat says, Is this uh, analogous, this case that you're comparing it to? Clearly over there in that case it says the two outer Hatserot are forbidden to each other. But here it says that once already uh, the uh, in the case uh, that we're talking about where the Baklabayid made let's say a Shituf with uh, Yain and Shemin so it says it's mashmat. Nobody has to make an eruv. And if you're learning the case, talking about where it's about two mivuot, the chaura, the outer chaterot uh, are forbidden in the opposite mivuot away from themselves. And therefore, what do you mean? It's the chim The chaura, you need an eruv, not for the mavui in front of the chater, but for the other mavui on the other side. How come then the mishnah says it's the chim the Gemara says, no, no, no. My insidichim la'arev shechenim b'hadeh ba'alabayit. The neighbors to the guy in the center, they do not have to make an eruv because that eruv is legitimate. This side with yain, this side with shemen. Aval shechenim b'hadeh adadeh. But the shechenim themselves, meaning the outer chatserot uh, themselves, to carry in the opposite mivuot, sidichim la'arev, they would need to make a shituf. They would indeed need to uh, make a shituf amongst themselves. Come to give and continues. The Rabbi Yosef Amar. Rabbi Yosef comes along and uh, he's going to give a different interpretation to Rabbi Shimon why he allows wine and oil even to be part of a shituf. So it says the Bishimon, the Rabbanan, the Bishimon, and the rabbis of the Mishnah that say Shemin and Yain is not considered a good shituf. They're actually arguing in a similar machloket that the Yohanan ben Nuri and the rabbis had. We learned Shemin Shesap al Yain. You have, let's say, in a keli, you have Teruma. You have Teruma of Shemin that's floating on. Yain. And somebody was Tameh that touched the oil which is floating on top, but he did not touch the wine. So the first opinion says he's only posil the shemen what he touched, because he didn't touch the, oil, the wine on the bottom of it. He's not posil Once they're in the keli together, and they're on top of each other, they're considered one item, and therefore if you touch the top oil, the wine becomes Tameh as well. So comes the Gemara and says, we can apply this machloka to our case. The rabbis that say that you cannot have a shituf in a mavui with wine and oil because they hold it as separate entities and therefore it's not considered joining. However, and the Bishon that says you can have wine and oil as part of the shituf, because he holds like the Yohanan Menuri that says that once they're in one keli, they're considered one entity. Comes the Gemara and continues a new opinion. Tanya, we have a bright that Rabbi Elazar ben Taddai Omer. Rabbi Elazar ben Taddai taught Echadzev Echadzev Sirichim Le'arev that he's holding that what? Even if 
they made a shituv with yain and yain, meaning the people in the chatzet, the carrying the mavoy, all participated in uh, yain. Not only yain and uh, shemen, still they still need to make an eruv, meaning the eruv is not considered legal. So the Gemara says, "What do you mean? Could that be that even if they join uh, in wine, uh, where it's all one uh, group?" Were they all joining with wine? Why should that not be considered a good Eruv? Amar Rabbah explains. If let's say each guy comes with his pitcher of wine and he pours his chalik <coughs> of wine, his respective chalik, uh, into a big barrel. Everybody's going to agree it is considered an Eruv because everybody gave a specific a portion of wine. The machloket over here is where, let's say, they bought a in partnership. The members of the chazid bought a barrel of wine. Now the problem is, true, their partners in it in the sense of the money, but the In this case over here, it's not discernible which part of the wine in that barrel belongs to each person. It never had a. A, a separate designation. Bishlama, when they came and poured their wine into the barrel, so they were, at one point their wine was noticeable that it belonged to them. Now, Sheikhan over here, in this case over here, when they just bought a barrel and partners, we don't know which wine in that barrel belongs to which residents. And therefore, even in Yain, in Yain, in such a case where they went partners on the barrel, it will not be considered a. Um, uh, Legitimate shituf. The rabbi will say yes, berera. Rabbi will say no, yes, berera. Meaning, once already you have a chelik in the uh, barrel, so we can say that the, each part of wine is designated to the respective uh, owner, and therefore the uh, barrel can also serve as a shituf. Rabbi Gemaran says in a different understanding of our Mishnah, Rabbi Yosef Amar. You know what the machlok in Abil Azab ben Tadai Rabbanan is? Which we still now we're explaining it. What the machlok is? Is there bedera or is there not bedera? Abil Azab ben Tadai says what and bedera, and therefore when you have a barrel of wine, it's not uh, discernible of whose wine is whose, and it never had a, uh, a, 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 a it was not never separated or designated for each person because it was bought together. So therefore he says what and aruv. So the Gemara is going to say no. It was a great machloket that if you make a shituf amongst the mivuot, does it allow those people now in the chatzerot to carry as well? The more sabar, the bi'lazab betadai holds and sumchin. Meaning that even though you made a shituf mivuot, that does not allow to carry in the chatzerot themselves. Meaning all you can do is carry in the bavui, but you still have to make what's called an eruv chatzerot to carry from one chatzer to the other. Umor sabar and the rabbis of the Shana hold sumchin. Meaning no, once you make shituf mivuot, the eruv chatzerot is automatic. Now the, the Gemara, or we have to explain exactly how this machloket is dependent on what we're saying. So explanation is like this. The Bilazam and Tadai says even wine and wine is not considered an Eruv. What do you mean not considered an Eruv? Meaning Vadai is considered a Shitu for the Mavui. For sure you could use the wine that's together in the barrel to be a Shitu for the Mavui. But it's not going to serve as a Eruv for the Hatserot. And therefore when it says En Eruv, it means the Gabe Hatserot. 
But Badai Legabedi Shituf Mevoel will work. And the Hachamim will say not only is it a Shituf Legabedi Mavui, but once you have your Mavui covered, it covers as well the Hatser. Amar of Yosef Mina Amin So of Yosef comes along and says, how do we know that the Bilazam and Tadai Nachamim's Mahloket is in this subject if Shitufim uh, Mevoel can serve as your, it'll be Hatserot? Because we have two statements of Rabbi Yudha Amarav. The Amar of Yudha Amarav, Halakha Akrevi Meir. She's Rav made two statements. One statement he said is Halakha follows the Bimi'ir. That clearly says, as we're going to see later on, Shituf does not help in a place where you need, uh, in, of meaning, I'm sorry, I should explain it like this, that when you make a Shituf for the Mavui, it allows you in the Mavui, but it does not allow you in the Hatserot to carry from one another. Meaning you also need Erubeh Hatserot. That the Halakha follows like that's what Rab said. That why you cannot carry from Hatzid to Hatzid relying on the Shituf. And then Rab made another statement. Halakha Kribil Azar ben Tadai. Which means what? That if even if both of them uh, made an Iruv with uh, wine, still uh, it is not going to be considered an Iruv the Gabe what? The Gabe the Hatzidot. So the Gabbara says, My Ta'ama. What's the reason why Rav was posek both like the Bimi'ir and like the Bilazab Mitadai? Meaning, why would he posek like Da'at Yahid's? Both these opinions are going against the Shita of the Hakamim. The Bimi'ir, the Hakamim argue on him. And they say that in the place of a Shituf, you don't need an Iruf. And we know that the Rabbi also the rabbis argue on him. He says you cannot make a Shituf with Yain and Yain, but the rabbis say you can. So therefore, why would the Bimi'ir Sorry, why would Rav forsake like both these rabbis? Ela must be the Gemara says Lab Mishum the Hatamahu, because must be their machlok is really based on the same principle. And what is that principle? The principle is that what? The principle is. That uh, the issue is that you cannot be so mech on your shitufim evoot for your erubeh hatzerot. And therefore, halakha uh, follows Rabbi Meir that says what shituf is not more ill in a place where you have uh, shituf is not going to help you for your erubeh uh, hatzerot. And that is the opinion of Rabbi uh, that's the point. That's the opinion of Rabbi Azab also. Why does wine and wine not work? Meaning it doesn't work for the Erubi Hatserot. It works for the Mavui, but it's not going to allow you to carry in the Erubi Hatserot. So you see what? That Rabbi Meir's statement and Rabbi Azab Metadai's statement is basically on the same principle. So that's why he was sick like both of them, because it's really have now two opinions that are basically saying the same thing. Amal Abaye, the Ihad Tama, even if you want to say it's fine. That what they're basically saying the same principle that what you cannot so make for erube hatserot just when you make shetufim evuot tartil chetar lameli. Why did Rav have to be posek like both Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar ben Tadai? Which means it would have been enough for Rav to be posek like Rabbi Meir. Because we're going to learn later on, Rabbi Meir is going to say that even in a case where you made your shetuf with bread. This is what we're saying. Even if you made your shetuf mevot with bread, which is the best shetuf mevot, still you cannot uh, rely on that for your erube hasirot. So kol sheken halakha does not follow. Halakha is like the bialzab and tadai kol sheken because the bialzab and tadai was talking about where you're making the shituf with yayin. 
when you're making the shituf with yayin, it doesn't work for Hasidot. So if you're telling me even if you make the shituf with bread like the bimi eat, it doesn't work for Hasidot. So can you go like the Bimi'azad, but that if you made it with yayin, it's not going to work. Why would he have to be posek like both rabbis? Seemingly would have been enough for him to be just posek like Rabbi Meir, and all the more so I would know Kochekin, that a shituf that was made with wine, or even oil, that it's not going to be permissible to use it as an erube hatzerot. Comes the Gemara and says, Ha kamash ma'lan, you know what the Gemara is coming to teach you? De lo avdinan ketre humre be'erubin. She's normally we have a rule, very important rule, that when um, you have a certain tana, and this tana is machmir in two stringencies in uh, the laws of Erubin. So once a rabbi is stringent in two different laws in Erubin, we do not follow him. So therefore, we have to discuss the Rabbi Meir's opinion. The Rabbi Meir has two humrot. His first humrot is number one, when you make a shituf, Erubin Hatzerot is not, is not covered. That's number one. Number two is Mahmir, that... <clears throat> Even if you used bread for your uh, shituf, it will not work. So, therefore, that, that's a second machloket. So, therefore, again, number one, shituf is not enough to cover your adobe hatzirot. And number, uh, that's number one. And number two, that is machmir against the rabbis that say that, uh, that they say if you made it with bread, it will cover. He says, no, even if you made it with bread, it's not going to cover. So therefore, we could not posek like the bimi'ir because he's machmir in these two cases. So therefore, we had to split it up. We said like this. Halakha follows the bimi'ir in the sense that what? That in eruv, uh, hatserot is not covered by the shitufeh mevo'ot. And also, we posek like the bil'azar ben tadai. Nabi Al-Azam says what? That even if you made your Eruv uh, out of uh, wine or oil, it's not going to help for uh, the Eruv Be'chatserot. Uh, so say it like this. He was presenting Nabi Al-Azam first. That what? If you made with wine, it's not going to help. Uh, then he went further that we hold like Nabi Meir, that even if you made it with bread, it's not going to work as well. So therefore, basically, he found two opinions and therefore, it's not the same opinion. You have one opinion of Bilal Zambetan that is telling you what, that Erube Hatserot is not covered by the Shituf, at least when you make it with wine. And then he said, even when you make it with bread, it is not going to be viable for the Erube Hatserot. So therefore, you see over here, that is teaching you lo avdinan ketre humre, that we don't go like Tuhumra, which means we cannot just be posik like the Bimi'ir. Because the Bimi'ir has two humrot. Uh, he has the humrah of that the Erubeh, the Shetufim Mivot, does not cover the Erubeh Hatzirot. Number two is even if it's used with bread. So therefore, first we will prosecute the Zaman to die. That says what? If he used wine, it's not going to cover the Shetufim It'll cover the Shetufim Mivot, but it's not going to cover the Erubeh Hatzirot. So we have to be Zaman to opinion. Now we're taking the Bimi'ir in one humrah. Meaning in what? We're taking uh, the Chumrah Rabimi'ir that what? That in bread you also do not uh, go with the, uh, the Shituf. Shituf is not going to cover the Rubeh Hatserot. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.